All right. You guys clapped? Yeah. Yes, we did. I heard tales. All right. Or unless that was yours. Mine was late, or someone else's was late as hell compared to mine, but maybe well, it's I just, had a big you know, meaty clap in the mic right there, so I think it was mine, but... Enough about the claps. We can just start talking about the anime. Uh, this is the Anime Safe Space Podcast. This is episode 16, first episode of 2021. Uh, it's going to be a long year ahead of us again, guys. Uh, more shitty content, more <laughs> shitty discussions, more Jake. I'm sorry about that part. Um, but, you know, hope you guys look forward to all of that. I've been having a really bad Don't week leave. this week on games, and you're really having to do this to me this week, huh? <laughs> oh, I really am doing it to, the, to you this week, man. My ass has been getting whooped on in Rocket League. I'm not going to Dude, I'm in Iron One in Valorant. You have no room to talk right now. Uh, I'm knowing true despair right now. It's it's horrible down there. I can't get to Diamond right now. It's ridiculous. Enough about that. Yeah, I was gonna say enough about that. Um, we were talking about what was it? I was a little drunk last week, so I'm trying to remember. Uh, our that our favorite anime of the year from last week, uh, from 2020, and uh, this week we're said we're gonna start talking about what upcoming shows we're going to be watching for the winter season of 2021 because it's fucking stacked sure you guys that are paying attention to it know that it's stacked and uh yeah it's probably gonna be like the most anime i've been watching at once like it's gonna be breaking my current or previous record of i think it was 10 seasonals and that was two years ago this time uh the same time around and uh yeah it's it's gonna be insane um, it's really crazy how, how how much shows that are on this season like it's it's ridiculous yeah that are actually good mind you yeah like, how many good shows seasons. yeah <sighs> and yeah i was gonna say and it's due to like even though last year's you know kind of sucked and all of that this is this is mostly due because last year sucked all the shows that were supposed to be coming out got pushed to this year uh all the sequels and stuff got pushed to this year and it's like it's crazy like i i don't know how people are going to keep up i don't know how i'm going to keep up with all the shows coming out because it's a lot like i was watching a lot of these shows like obviously like quintessentials and rezeros and stuff like that that are getting season twos and on top of that the new shows that i've been wanting to watch they're all coming out this season two and it is fucking stacked so so the simple answer for that is that you aren't going to be keeping up because i'm definitely gonna I'm i know gonna i'm try. not gonna be able to i'm gonna try but i'm probably not i mean i'm still behind on jujutsu oh, kaisen yeah i'm still behind on jujutsu kaisen and haikyuu and those haikyuu is over fire force is also over and i'm behind on that and you know i still haven't caught up but yeah uh, i just now catch up for a while yeah like i, I do will get all these shows done eventually and also like i think i'll be more motivated because these are all shows i love so i think we can just start go go ahead and go down the list of what's coming out so far um Starting off with uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime second season, the first core, mind you. Um, you guys looking forward to this one? I am. So hell yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. I, I haven't I haven't watched the the OVAs yet, so I don't really have an opinion. I just know that the OVAs go hard. Yeah, they're it really good. Took me a while to finish the show. Yeah, so, they're really uh, good. Uh, there's of course the it. there's the fan service one where they're just you know playing sumo with their tits. Stuff like that. Um, you know, that's a good one. But then there's also, like, a good uh, development for Rimuru and uh, the children. Because it's mostly just about Rimuru teaching uh, the kids. I'm try- trying to forget the the lady's name in there that, you know, he took the body of. But it was her students. Stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure what to expect from the second season, considering his show realistically could have ended there. But, like, there's still a lot that they could do. So... 
uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it a lot. Like I said, like I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what to expect. I just know I'm going to have a good time. It's good for an isekai. I think it's one of the better isekais out there. And uh, yeah, I think it's a really solid show. So uh, moving on, we got ReZero second season, part two. And good Lord, that comes out in what, 10 hours from now? 10 hours after this recording. So it's going to be up by the time this episode yeah. is up. Yeah, uh, not much has to be said. The first core was fucking amazing. Uh, according to people, and uh, Jake went from people he heard too, it's supposed to be even better than the first core, which, if that's true, that's going to be amazing. It's going to be it, it's gonna be hard to believe, but I think they can do it with the, the writing of ReZero and that it's only been getting better as time has been going on. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward Ooh. to it. That's it. I... Oh, you guys cut each other off there. What happened? Yeah, I guess I don't know. I, don't, <laughs> I was gonna say I, I'm I'm interested in seeing it. I enjoyed what came out in part one and part two. I hope lives up to expectations, but we'll see. Lots lots more of Subaru crying. That's all I know because that's guaranteed in every season. Yeah. If Subaru cries one more time, I'm actually dropping the show. <laughs> Look, that's like the best. It's part guaranteed, of Subaru, man. Unironically, I don't. I guess I'm dropping the show. I'm just saying. Well, you sound like a shonen head with that, dude. Characters can't show emotions, huh? They can't, dude. Are you serious? Well, uh, moving. I'm not gonna lie, that's kind of gay. It is. Well, I mean, look, we're accepting gay people here, Jake. This is the anime safe space podcast, after all. So we do not alienate but people. People that watch Naruto. Oh yeah, you're. Right. I'm sorry. I accept Naruto people. And yeah, come you know, on. I want the Oregaru fans to listen. Usually, you might think I want them gone too, but like, no, I want them to listen to hear how bad their show is. I want them to suffer. <laughs> but <laughs> aside from that, moving on, we're going to Doctor Stone's Stone Wars. Uh, this was what year and a half ago, two years ago. Doctor Stone came out. Uh, it was one of my favorites from 2019. And uh, I just loved watching it. It was like probably my, it was a super fun weekly experience. Um, and I'm just looking forward to the second season. I'm hoping Tsukasa, mind you, as much as I love the show, Tsukasa is kind of a fucking atrocious villain, I think. Uh, Senku's side and all of his friends are mostly what carry the show. I think Tsukasa is really the big detractor of the show for me. So I do hope maybe they explain what the fuck he actually wants with his ideals or at least change his ideals up a bit. But I'm still looking forward to it. There, there is a lot that can go on with Doctor Stone, and according to manga readers and stuff like that, um, everything that happens in the season and the stuff afterwards are just really good. Yeah, I, what do you I mean, think you don't the... you don't want to see the Kingdom of Children. <laughs> yeah, the he wants to remove all the boomers. His wonderful plan. Yeah, he hates boomers. I'm down for it, man. I'm I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah, I think uh, I'm not that excited until i start watching it because like to me like the stone wars i'm not really like looking forward to the war i'm more looking forward to like the characters and what senku is able to do oh no i so agree. I have to keep watching i forgot yeah, the, the war part's not really like enticing in terms of the show that's that's what i'm i was gonna say actually I, i'm afraid up to this point i've been forgetting that you know it's called stone wars and that it is gonna be a war i am i do love the science aspect and all of that more of the show of the show more so it is going to be interesting to see how they're going to like make it battle oriented more. I guess I know like Senku's not going to be like fighting CQC or anything with Sukasa, but there's going to be more action considering it's a war thing. So I wonder how that will affect the show. I kind of want it to turn into like a war strategy kind of thing, like use his knowledge of the future 
of like future wars and battles and other things to like help him in the past like maybe that can be the scientific and like smart aleck like nerdy shit that happens in it but yeah, I don't know, it could uh, just be like I made a fancy spear and gun and this and then they all just go all out and it turns into Baki or fucking Dragon Ball <laughs> well they did end the season off with him making a pretty much makeshift walkie talkies so yeah I'm, a, I'm assuming it'll be so, more of good. the intelligence side rather than the action side but like i said just the nature of it being a war there is bound to be more action regardless so i just i am interested to see how that'll affect the show but moving on we got uh promise neverland season two and uh yeah another one i'm pretty excited for um first season was super solid i loved all the characters the 40 chess they were playing with each other even though they were a bunch of you know 12 year olds <laughs> thinking on like the fourth Phil point of <laughs> thinking no, Phil was the one that was freaking making all the plays. Dude, Dude I mean, Phil about? is about to destroy <laughs> all of the demons by himself. I do not care about what Emma and uh, yep. what's the other one's name. Uh, see, the, Phil is that much better that I just forget the main characters' names. Uh, yeah, yeah, Emma and Phil. That's the only, yeah, that's only two people, only people two that people. matter. But, uh, yeah, according to people, uh, again, manga readers and stuff like that, I know the manga slowly kind of went on a decline. But this is supposed to be like the strongest arc in the series, and I'm hoping that does, you know, show. Because I thought the first season was pretty solid, and uh, I am interested to see how like the demons and uh, the outside world and all of that come into play. So a lot to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, good, pretty good, pretty good. I would say. I'm excited to like find out what the whole world is like because right now we literally only know that there's an orphanage farm that they keep raising children for meat and they got over the wall and there's a forest like we, we don't know anything about the world so like i'm really excited to see like what kind of fucked up world that they can create well well didn't they they put in a they had a map right they had a map where like they were just one of the farms and they were like kind of like encased yeah it's like a wall they, they a wall. made it yeah. like a gigantic circle so it's like five other surrounding farms inside of there basically so it's like the outside world is still more farms, basically, but I think there are trying to get outside of that area, too. But it is something yeah, weird like that, yeah. Yeah, because I remember, I, pr- I think I think pretty much this season is just going to them escaping from that. It's just my predictions. I'm not no, no manga reader. I'm not the elitist, so... Well, I'll... I don't know. I hope that there's more of the, like, world telling and story behind all of it, but... Never know. It looks like it. I mean, I don't know if you guys have the website pulled open, but if you can see the key art for it, it's uh, a girl that looks the same age as Emma praying at a table and stuff like that. And the demon. I think it's going to be more a lore yeah, about the I demons and stuff like that going on, too. So I am. I think she's going to be like maybe not the secondary main character, but like there's going to be parts of the episodes that's focused around her and the demon family and stuff like that. So it's going to be yeah, really I mean, cool it's going to be like the main antagonist that like jumps back and forth between the antagonist and protagonist, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It'll be, uh, I see. I see this well, child. I'm going to let Jake uh, take away this next one. We got Quintessential Quintuplet Season 2. All right. The only gripe I have right now is that they nerfed the thighs. That's actually all I'm mad about. Yeah, they right made now. them like, like, I don't mind character changes like that usually. Like, um, well, I don't know what other shows I was going to compare it to, but like, with with quintessential quintuplets, it is just a bit jarring. Like they changed Futuro's eyes colors for no reason, and now all the girls are skinnier. 
which I like. I like my skinny yeah. girls, but you know, it is weird that you know they're Come all on. like the same exact size now. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> they were varying in body proportions before, and now it's kind of like weird to see. Yeah, I think it kind of makes them more of like they're supposed to be quintuplets instead of, you know, I think. Oh, I know. Like when the anime, like the reason why they all have different hair is so you can distinguish them. But in the manga, they all had pretty much the same colored up hair. Mm-hmm. So I, I know, like, for a lot of manga readers, it's kind of refreshing to see, like, even though they switch colors midway through or second season, that's how a lot of manga readers envision Futuro So I'm not too mad about it. I'm not I mean, it's like, oh, I can't watch this shit. I like the designs. I'm just saying it is just weird to, you know, jump from that. Like, I, yeah, I still think we'll, it looks we'll perfectly fine, and I am excited for it because I, I don't know if you've seen the trailers, but the show looks really fucking pretty. Yeah. It does. Well, I think the the Moe aspect is probably it's probably gonna shoot up a bit. Oh yeah. Even though the first season did have a bunch, still. I'm surprised you didn't talk about a certain someone from the show yet. If you know, you know, you know. The third one is the best girl, no matter what. Even if the manga ended and someone else won, we all know the third one's the best one. You, you don't want to say her name. Church baby. Oh, Miku. There you go. How many photos of your of her do you have on your phone? 500 yeah well (laughs) my rookie all that really matters all that really matters is that the art that comes out needs to keep the thick thighs yeah church of ideology baby i just know oh wait i just remembered i realized the nico art jake is gonna be back in full force (laughs) we're fucking back definitely gonna be i remember when final fantasy 7 remake came out oh that was a beautiful time to be alive man Oh it my god! Like, oh, dude, it's about to be even better. Oh man, I'm so excited. Because we're gonna have five girls. Ooh. Okay, well, before we start blowing our load over quintessential quintuplets, we can move on to the show. I think we all really care about right now. Um, Boruto Next Gen. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know if you guys are watching uh, this one called Horomiya. I plan on watching it. Um, it's a slice of life and uh, romance. Um, it looks interesting. I've seen. I think it is. Uh, I'm, I'm most, almost confident I've seen the manga at uh, Barnes Noble before and all of that and people have been hyping it up I am excited to see what it's going to be about um, I don't again I don't know if you guys have the website pulled up um, but does it look interesting yeah to you I guys? see it right now mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, you can get a quick glance you know yeah character design eh. we'll see yeah I, it's it's Jeez. clever works they do good sh- good shit um, yeah they do they do the good stuff and I, I, I'm always down for a romance so I mean I'll give it a chance Oh yeah, I'll watch it. I'm kind of, I'm kind of liking the designs though. Yeah, no, I mean the designs look good, especially that middle girl right there, brown hair. Oh yeah, dude. I'm assuming that's the main yeah. character, considering she's front and center. But and uh, top left looks like it's going to be childhood best friend. Oh, dude, so. you know she's losing dude, right you, away. <laughs> you can just pick her out immediately, dude. You already know, dude. But okay, uh, the the next one though, um, I think this is the one everybody's gonna be having their eye on. This is gonna be the first shit show of 2021, and probably the biggest one we've had in the last five years. And I don't mean it, like shit show in terms of quality. I mean like the controversy that's gonna come out of it. And it's redo of a healer. Um, I don't know if you guys know the premise of this show. Um, this you know the, the premise on the website doesn't really tell you. Uh, do, do, are you guys aware of what redo a healer is about? Oh, I'm looking for it right now. Um, well, I can just tell you there guys. Um, so it's it's not an isekai, but it's set like in like an isekai fantasy world kind of. And uh, so there's this healer, and he's surrounded by like this party. They're all like super powerful elites. Um, 
and stuff like that. But with the way the magic system works in that world, like healers are like the most powerful OP guys alive. So they're kind of turned into like slave types. And uh, the way they can utilize healers magics the best is by raping them. So, oh, they, this is a yeah, definite they, watch. So oh, they I'm all, watching this they for all sure. basically rape the shit out of him over and over, like abuse him, treat him like garbage and stuff like that. So, basically, I'm trying to remember, but somehow he figures out that he can because the, the healing system there is weird, but he can heal time and stuff like that. Like, healers are extremely broken. I'm telling you guys, he can heal time backwards, basically means he can time travel. So, He's going back and taking revenge on all of the people that wronged him by basically raping and killing them. <laughs> so, and it's getting an anime. Oh, I am so excited! Holy shit! Uh, yeah, that's all I. That's all I needed to watch. Yeah. I'm sure. Right. I'm sure I've said some wrong points in there, and I'm sure like uh, maybe I added some extra. But that's basically the concept. Uh, again, you guys can look it up. I'm sorry if somebody's listening. Like that's not exactly what happens, but that is basically the gist of the show. And yeah, it's gonna. <laughs> just, there's gonna be a lot of rape. <laughs> That's basically it, yeah. Um, look forward to it, Do you I guess. think it's going to stick on Crunchyroll, or is it going to get booted off? I don't even know if it's going to Crunchyroll, actually. I just know oh, it's airing. okay. But, like, the fact that it exists is basically, like, the big thing. Um, hey, we'll uh, be able to find it no matter where it's at. I don't think... Interspecies reviewers. If it's, like, full-on nudity and stuff like that, um, then definitely not. But I, I don't think they have a problem with the content of rape, necessarily. I just think if they show it, is when they're gonna like you know cross the line and not put it on there. And I'm not seeing uh, Crunchyroll logo for it, so I don't think I don't know if it's popping up or if it's gonna air on there. But yeah, uh, redo of Hiller. Oh, that's right. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna be on there. I don't Let's think. See. But uh, anyways, we uh, looking forward to it, guys. Like I said, it's gonna be a wholesome show. Recommend it to all of you guys. Uh, recommend it wholeheartedly. I don't know what I don't know. I only know synopsis from. Kazu over here, but you know, thirty seems like a anime of the year, maybe Top tier, even maybe. of the decade. Of the decade, no, too close to call, but you know, I'll make my predictions. Oh, I almost Top skipped tier. over this one. Okay, so the next one again. I don't know if you guys even heard or seen anything about it, but so I'm a spider. So what? This is another isekai one where you know a girl just reincarnates as a spider. <laughs> um, it's gonna be like a comedy isekai kind of. Um, Apparently, the story actually gets really good in the light novels, too. So, I'm going to give the show a shot. Um, I'm I'm a sucker for the trashy genres like isekais and harem. So, I'm sure I'll like it. Uh, I don't know if you guys think it looks interesting or not. I saw a little bit of stuff about it, and it did look, like, kind of interesting. And I'll, pro- I'll probably give it a watch. I mean, three-episode rule for sure, at the very least. Probably watch it all the way through anyway. But I'd... I mean, I don't have high hopes for it. Maybe it'll be a good comedy, but I don't know. It'll be weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna watch it this this season. If it starts getting good, maybe I'll start watching. It, but I don't think that's gonna be on my list because this this list I I literally have to like pick shows that I actually want to watch. Because I don't think the four episode rule is gonna apply here. I just think you're a coward. It'll be the four episode rule, like from two seasons later, when yeah. there's nothing good coming out. So yeah, it would be one of those. But as of right now, it's just it's hard. It's hard. Well, moving on, <laughs> I forgot if Jake's seen this, but I know Tell's excited for it. Code, uh, code work. Sells at work. Um, yes, sir. I haven't seen it, Both. so you guys can talk about it. 
I have not. You have not seen it? No. That's all you tell. Well, all right then. Uh, Still's at work. I'm excited for it. I'm excited. I don't know. Like, I haven't read any of the regular Sells at work, like Code White, if you will. But I'm excited to see it just because it's, I mean, semi-interesting. It's like stuff about the human body and the animation is like pretty good. And you get to see like, I don't know, it makes me appreciate my body a little bit more. It almost makes me not want to be an alcoholic, but not quite. Code Black, on the other hand, which is also coming out next season, Sells at work Code Black is about that exact topic of alcoholism and smoking and nicotine and everything terrible that you can think of that can happen to a human body. That's what Sells at Work Code Black is about. And that one I am super excited about. I have read the manga for that. I am ready to see these little cells suffer. And I am not going to be feeling bad about it because it's going to be great. I was but, gonna say I just noticed yeah, that they're it handles, at the exact same time. Yes, they are. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah, on the Sabbath. Yeah. But as the description says for Code Black, drinking, smoking, stress, sleep deprivation, struggling to survive a life, and that is the description for Cells at Work Code Black. And I am ready to see this animated out because spoiler, there's titties. All right, definitely watching it. Don't even have to watch the original now. <laughs> yeah, don't watch the original. Watch Code Black. It's so good. I mean, it's lit- it's literally like your black label comics compared to what is the usual if you read American comics at least. But yep. Well, the next one on here is Beastars second season. This one actually came out in Japan today already, but um, it's be broadcasting everywhere else and hopefully get subbed so we can watch it instead of waiting for the Netflix release. But this second season of Beastar, again, this is all supposed to be the best arc in the series, and I am really looking forward to it, uh, the way the last season ended. I know you can vouch for it too, Jake. Um, really, 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 really good ending, I think. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a really strong ending that like left a lot that you wanted more. So I'm, I'm glad that you know, the second season coming out right now. Openings, freaking amazing. Oh, yeah, the opening's awesome. Lie. A lot of people are like, I remember seeing comments like they just reused animation. I was like, it's, it's fine. Songs of Banger and like the colors and all of that stuff really, really pushing that. And I would, this is just, you know, early, early speculation, early opinions, but I'm liking opening two more than people opening. Oh, right I'm now. agreeing with you, man. Like, that's really good. Yo, Sobe yeah, kicked ass on that. Sobe is a good artist. If you, if you guys like that kind of music, please go, uh, Check her Spotify or like Apple Music and all that stuff. She got some bangers on, on there. Okay, but uh, everything on this list doesn't matter. That's coming before and after this next one. Um, I think we all I know what it is. Deadly Sins, Dragon Shut. <laughs> um, it is actually <laughs> Yudu Camp no. Season Two. I know, guys. Yes. I know. We, no, nobody thought it was coming. Nobody realized I was going to be saying this, but yes, Yudu Camp Season Two. Unironically, I the most. This this is the thing I'm most excited about. Everything on this list, and I love all these other shows, mind you. I love ReZero. It's in my top ten, and I'm the most excited for you to camp. It's gonna be really good, man. Um, for, for there's a manga out there, believe it or not, and uh, uh, this might shock some people, but there is somewhat of a plot going on now in the manga. 
that's going to happen in the season. It's going to be amazing. And I, uh, based on the opening, and uh, we haven't heard the ending yet, but we'll be hearing it when the show comes out. Um, it looks like it's going to be better than season two, uh, one. I, I like the content that happens in this next season better anyways. Even though I never found the show boring or like the manga boring at all, the things that happens in the next season are like more fun. Like there's a more fun vibe because they're all like doing more activities and stuff together and hanging out and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, if you if you guys thought the first season was boring or anything like that, I mean, still give this one a chance. Like I said, there's a lot more going on with this time because like I said, it's around New Year's and then it's like spring festivals and stuff like that that happen. So it's going to be super fun. I don't know how you feel about it, Till. Like you already know, I'm excited as fuck about this. I, I, I cannot wait for it to come out. I'm gonna be watching it as soon as possible. I have the manga for season two as well. Oh man, this is gonna be great. I can't wait for it. I know, man. Like I said, I'm rewatching it right now again for the third or fourth time. I, I don't know. I forgot, but um, yeah, it's in preparation for season two. Like I said, I, I can't wait. My uh, Nadeshko phone case came in today, so you guys mean you guys know that means that I just gave up on having sex ever again. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I love you, Camp. If you guys can tell, Jake, you need to watch it. Yes, this uh, might be the one I'm most excited about too. By the way, yeah, no, like I said, it, it's like really fucking exciting. And honestly, it's weird saying that, like how excited other people are, like. A lot of people on Twitter and stuff like that are super excited for it. And also, like, I'm pretty sure they were doing polls. Uh, don't quote me on this, but they were doing, like, polls in Japan. Yudu Camp <laughs> was one of the most anticipated ones. So, yeah, it's going to be really good. I'm super excited for it. Hell, yeah. Uh, I know Jake said he's going to watch it, and it's going to be his favorite show of all time pretty soon. So, um, you know, just keep remember yeah, to quote Jake on that, guys. If, if he doesn't say this yeah. or he doesn't talk about Yudu Camp next week, Blow up his DMs. Tell him, hey, why didn't you watch Camp? You said you're going to watch it. You said it's going to be your favorite show. And do that until he finally... Yeah, I don't know, dude. It made it his favorite know, on the Gintama, podcast. Gintama the final comes out in exactly... Uh, hold on, let me check. Uh, 72 hours? 70 hours? So, I don't know. Going to be flying to Japan in uh, five minutes. So Camp's still going to top it. I'm sorry to tell you that, Jake. But... Um, let me see. I'm going to have to keep scrolling down this list to find something we're all watching. Oh, um, I don't know if you guys seen anything for this show, but it's called Skate. And, you know, it's stylized little cutesy. It's SK and then, like, the infinity symbol, but it's Skate by Studio Bones. And it's exactly what it sounds I like. I did see a little bit. Yeah, it, it's a skateboarding anime. That's really it. It just looks like hyper-stylized skateboarding anime by Bones. So, you know, the animation's going to be good. And uh, anime original, it's not based on anything, so nobody can really, you know, know what to expect from it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it looks like just, like, a a punk pop punk aesthetic i guess more to the best to describe it but i like skate shit i like extreme sports orientated stuff so i don't really like sports anime but this looks like it's gonna be like a unique sports anime so i'm gonna give it a watch probably don't know about you guys i I saw a little bit of it like i saw like a animated clip from it before and i enjoyed it it was all right and like I, I don't know. I I've never skated myself before. I've only I've snowboarded those. So like that's kind of similar. So I'll probably like give it a try. As the same as uh, so what I'm a spider. Like two or three seasons away, I might jump back to it and give it like the three episode rule or four episode rule or whatever else. But it's certainly not one of those that like I'm excited about and I'll jump on top of because I don't know a lot about it and I don't know how. 
interesting it could get, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Like I said, I, I'm not going in with crazy high hopes or anything, but um, do expect it to be fun. So, I mean, it, it's Bones. It, the things from it looked interesting, so I'll definitely give it a chance. It's not going to be, like, high priority or anything. Like, if I fall behind, I'm going to be like, oh, no. Unless, you know, the, if the show happens to be really fucking good. But right now, it's just looking like one of the, the shows that I'm going to just, you know, watch and have fun with. Um, After this, oh, it looks like just uh, some random shows maybe that we might watch. Jake has been talking about this other volleyball one, which I'm not sure to pronounce the name of. Sayin Koko Danchi Volleyball. Dude, come on, dude. Come on, dude. It's 2.43 semicolon Sayin Koko Danchi Volleyball. Oh, my bad. That's how it's probably to pronounce it. By Daypro. I mean, you you can change it to English if you want to, and it's just Sayin High School Boys Volleyball Team. Yeah, but do you say the daily daily lives of high school boys? Or do you or say Nietzsche Bros? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Come on, dude. Um, yeah, yeah this show just looks like uh, looks like knockoff Haikyuu. Just saying, <laughs> nothing's gonna top Haikyuu, guys. So oh, it's gonna be a bad show. I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I haven't seen anything from it. Uh, yeah, it's Dave Pro. <laughs> uh, I like Haikyuu's made me like volleyball oriented shows. So if we can have that same Haikyuu feel to it, you know what? I'll watch it. I'll, I'll give it a shot. But. Yeah, aside from that. I thought I, I was about to read the uh, description of the show, but it is one hell of a long description. Oh, dude, it's a fucking essay. That, but yeah, I looked at it. I'm it not going to read that essay. anymore. So, yeah. I'd... It's just going to get compared to Haikyuu the whole time. So, I don't know yeah, how good or bad it can be compared to that. Probably bad. Yeah. So, after that, it looks like just a bunch of shows you know that we haven't seen or I doubt we'll see. Maybe there will be like one I pick up later on down the line. Uh, it's like literally all like the same crap that's been coming out basically. So like the Yu-Gi-Oh's, the Digimon's, the Wixos's, all of that. Um, and yeah, well, at least from those shows, yeah, um, we can say what our most anticipated show comes out, coming out is. Everybody knows I'm going to say Yudi yeah. Camp, so I'll just, you know, uh, what is it? Disclude that. Uh, I guess the second most excited one I am for is uh, honestly uh, probably... ReZero and and kind of Quince, honestly. I am really excited for this new season of Quince. Yeah, um, the one I'm really excited for is uh, Thus Spoke Kishibi Rohan for from part four of JoJo is getting his own four episodes and will be a Netflix exclusive in spring 2020. Well, but that's not a winter so, seasonal, uh, Jake, so your joke doesn't isn't funny because it's not a fucking winter seasonal. I will be watching it January eighth, <laughs> fuck you, twenty twenty one. So <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, mm, wait, yeah, wait. I think uh, quint- we for- quintessup- quintessential quintuplets and uh, and uh, beastlands and promise Neverland are probably in my top three. Beastlands, beastars, beastars, stars. Yeah, there you go. I'm, look- I'm looking. Say, and, like trying to. Read I completely it, forgot. Sorry. I'm sorry, I completely forgot Gintama the Final is a winter anime. So but that is we, we don't need to talk priority. about it. We're, we're, well, we didn't even have to talk about it. That's true, yeah. Y'all did a whole side episode that went that did really, really terribly on it. No, so no, no. It they, did really well, all right? It did really well. People actually finished it now, okay? <laughs> oh, the you got seven people, people to finish now instead of three? Uh, it's more like two, but still. <laughs> and I'm one of them. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know. For me, like my my show that I'm most excited about next season, definitely Yoder Camp or Laidback Camp. And I'm kind of caught, honestly. Like, out of the rest, I'm either most excited for the Quints or Promise Neverland. I think Promise Neverland could have a very good like chance if, as as I said before, they get into like the world history and like how it got to this area and like what it's like outside. I think it could be very interesting and amazing. But at the same time, considering we don't know what it's going to be about, because I don't think any of us have read the manga. No. Quince, from a non-knowing-what's-going-to-happen point of view, wins it out as my second uh, most anticipated. Oh, yeah. Uh, we. Uh, I know who wins. I think most. I, I, oh, I really well, like, yeah. Half, I think most of us have to the... Uh, <laughs> I forget which chapter I stopped reading. That was pretty far, though. Uh, like, I feel even like... though I know the ending, and that, I mean, with any harem, even if I know the ending, like who's gonna win, I still like the show. I mean, I still like seeing the interaction. That's what harems mostly do. Like, I think you can, except with Quince, I don't think anybody saw that win coming. <laughs> but with most harems, you can <laughs> yeah, see like who's gonna win from a mile away. So, I mean. Yeah. You watch for the cute girl. You don't watch it for the the mysterious aspect of who's winning it. Yeah, eighty yeah, percent of people that watch the show cried when they found out who won. So, well, I, I like how you chose eighty because you had twenty percent division on all of them. Both of you to assume there's twenty percent <laughs> fan base for each. Exactly. Both of you to assume there's yeah, that many this, Ichigo fans yeah. out there. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Like the it uh, it. Most everybody, almost 80% is all Miku, and I would say about 70% is Miku, and the other 10% are, like, scattered among the other three, so. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Nino's 9% of that. <laughs> Nino's on, 9% dude. of that. The 20%? No, Nino is definitely the 20%. Come on, dude. Everyone knows, dude. Have you seen her, dude? So you, you want to knock down Miku to 60%? Oh, hell no, dude. Miku's at a, Miku's at a Exactly. I, th- I think Jake yeah. is completely misunderstanding what the percentages mean, Jake, uh, before we spoil anything. Yeah, <laughs> that was specifically reserving that 20% for a certain sect of the fan base. You know who that is? For which girl? Yeah, there's five of them. You know, you can split it up into yeah. five different percentages. Oh, no, I don't give a equals hoot 20 about, for each. about those other four, dude. It's only me. It may be me. That's true. That's the only thing that matters in this quintessential quintuplet season. But... Oh, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, that's our anticipated anime coming up. Um, I don't know what manga or manga is not really the same. Um, I haven't been reading much fucking either. Actually, I just realized that since Chainsaw Man ended, like my weeks have just been very sad. But sad. Uh, yeah, we can jump in. We mentioned last week we were going to do our Ghibli binge, and uh, we did a somewhat of a binge. We wa- Jake watched two <laughs> movies with me and Tail, and then me and Tail watched. Another one without Jake, because uh, Jake's a bitch. Um, yep. But out of those, we watched Princess Mononoke, My Neighbor Totoro, and Grave of the Fireflies. And I can, we can just probably go in order before you know we say what our thoughts are on each of them. Uh, we can start with Princess Mononoke, which was the first one we watched. What do you guys think about that one? I know Tell was the second time seeing it, so maybe Jake, you go first. Um. It was zero out of ten movie. She didn't really have any screen time until pretty much the second half of the season. Uh, the the movie, which is you know, kind of bad. Not gonna say anything. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I've I've been thinking about the movie more, and the more I thought about it, the more I did like it. I did remember like uh, after I finished it, I was like, eh, it was okay. But then after seeing the other two, and then thinking about the movie more, I was like, you know, it it was good in a way that it felt like a Disney movie, but like way more mature. Because of course people's heads are coming off and arms getting sliced off, stuff like that. But like it had that weird Disney like feel to it, you know. Like uh, I mean, obviously the princess movie. Um, they're they're lovers of so they're gonna be like star-crossed lovers kind of even though you know they don't end up together at the end we're gonna have spoilers in here by the way guys so if you haven't seen these ghibli movies don't don't listen but um yeah yeah it felt like a, a very familiar movie to me and uh familiar was, isn't always bad like i actually did like that about it i was like okay this is something i can pick up on easy it's not very hard to grasp um Maybe, uh, I know Jake had mentioned when we were watching it, it maybe ran on a little too long. It was <laughs> two hours, 20 minutes. And uh, yeah, there was that whole Ironworks maiden side plot that went on that kind of just stopped. Because she was just like, all right, I'm going to go get the head. And then they get the head. And she's like, well, I fucked up. And then that, that was just the end of her arc. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. Uh, and stuff like that. Uh, but And then, yeah, Princess Mononoke, she doesn't show up until like an hour <laughs> into the movie. I was under the impression that, you know, the movie was about her, but it's more like she's just kind of there <laughs> alongside, uh, what's his name, uh, Ani-chan, Ani-san, whatever his name was. Yeah, so, yeah. something like it, that. It, I don't even know. It wasn't, it wasn't like exactly what I was expecting, like I said, because I, I didn't even know that guy was a character in the movie. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was still fun. Uh, it was, I mean, spoilers for the other movies. It was my favorite out of the three. And... um yeah, like I said, it was most fun. Felt really familiar. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Miyazaki. And I can see why people like his style. So, But how do you feel about it on a rewatch, though, Till? Um, honestly, the first time that I watched it, I only remember about the second half of it because I was not sober. But... <laughs> Well, the rewatch, the rewatch, I really enjoyed. I remember the like the very overpowered like main character, whatever I forget his name too, like Anisan or whatever it was. Once he gets infected or whatever, he's just super overpowered and is able to just shoot an arrow that chops off people's heads and arms and all this shit. And rewatching that part of it made me enjoy it a lot better because it was just like, man, I did not realize the first time around how overpowered this man was. And so I appreciated it more. I went into it with the same kind of ideal that y'all did the first time I watched it with, oh, this is going to be about Princess Mononoke. But the second time going into it, I knew that it wasn't. And I knew that she didn't have a whole lot of screen time. So I focused more on the Anisan guy uh and like his screen time and his arc and like everything was about him because that's basically what it the whole movie is about him really i mean princess mononoke is a side character that he just happens to find along the way and is like oh damn she hot so i'm gonna go after her but the second time watching through focusing on him and like his arcs and his plot and everything i enjoyed it a lot more because well, that's kind of the way you're supposed to enjoy it, I kind of think. If you go into it expecting Princess Mononoke, you're not going to enjoy it as much because she gets literally like maybe 30 minutes of screen time out of the whole two and a half hours of the movie. But go into it with the right kind of ideal of focusing on the male protagonist. 
it gets a lot better. You get to see his whole arc of like being weak, protecting the village, and then he gets strong because he did that, and then goes and like wrecks all of the western side of the country, basically, and saves the earth. I mean, it it was a great arc. I enjoyed it. Had a lot of like really good scenes in it that I really enjoyed the second time around. Not so much the first, like I said, wasn't exactly sober. So I didn't really know what was going on, but the second time around, very enjoyable. I liked it a lot. Had a yeah, lot of like I subplots think... here and there that I got to notice a lot more of. I was gonna say I, I did want to say I mean I didn't her not being in the movie wasn't necessarily like a bad thing for me. Like I, I actually do like the main character a lot. It was just more like unexpected, uh, unexpected really. Yeah, I was just more like, oh, it's gonna be a Princess Mononoke movie, but it was about Ani-san. But he was a really cool character. I like that he was the fucking Terminator basically. And yeah, his arc was yeah. cool. So yeah, I mean, it's it's not really a knock on the movie. It's just more like if you guys haven't seen Princess Mononoke out there, don't expect Princess Mononoke. It's it's not about her. It's about right. I, I kind of feel like that was a purpose of the movie too when they originally made it was trick people into thinking this is Princess Mononoke, and then not have a lot of her in there and kind of seeing the turnaround in the middle of the movie by understanding like wow it's an hour in and we still haven't seen her but like for five seconds. And coming around and being like, okay, I'll focus my main amount on Ani-san. So I think baiting. that was like a part of the movie plot. But Yeah, I think another thing, like, I think they didn't really explore the curse kind of plot that was pretty much in the beginning of the movie. That's what I think was kind of just there when it needed to be or like when it was kind of convenient. That's, what, that's, what I, that's one of my big bigger rights with it because it was just he had it that's how he became overpowered and then he uses it he sometimes you know it's hurting him for a bit and then it just goes away after the dear god gets resurrected after getting 360 no scoped yeah so So if if you didn't notice i'll kind of explain a little bit that the curse is the opposite of what the dear god represents Kind of like the deer god represents life and death, and the the boar from the beginning, he didn't choose either. He ran away because he didn't want either, and he became a demon. So every time that he sees the deer god, that's why he starts like it get he comes in pain and it hurts him. But every time he starts fighting for the rage of the forest against the ironworks, all of a sudden he has all the power. I don't know if you noticed that during it, but that that's kind of a subplot that's in it. Yeah, no, no I, 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 I liked that. Um, I, I, I kind of get what Jake's saying, but. It's more of a note, because I remember. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but the second time around, I was able to understand a lot more in terms of how the curse acts. I'm, I'm trying to remember, like, what they, they specifically said, because it was more of, because when he had, when he got shot, the, the board, the board came, you know, I think it was. I forget the actual name, but the reason why he was uh, was so mad about it wasn't because of that, because he had uh, the metal, the gun was stuck inside him, and that kind of represented or reminded him of what killed him, which is the ironworks. So that's why that's why I was like kind of confused. Well, it was the rage against the humans that were taking over the forest. The ironworks was taking over the forest, and the ironworks was run by humans. So it was fueled by the rage of the humans. And yes, he yeah. got shot by the human's bullet. So it was part that that like fueled his rage, and he didn't want to die. 
because he wanted revenge. And he couldn't live because he was already dead. So it was like he chose in between the dear God of like what he represents. And that was kind of the one of the subplots of it. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we can go on and on about the philosophy. But, yeah, I mean, there's valid points on both. Like you said, I think the main point was just basically he had to get cured before he was consumed by wrath. Because that's basically what the thing is, is wrath. Like you're living in between life and death. That just means constant pain suffering wrath fear Constant all of that until it consumes you so yeah and that was basically what they're trying to say is just you know he he ashi because i'm looking at his name right now ashitaka the main character he represents peace uh, you, you know tranquility calmness and of course he got cursed by the the wrath demon so just like the deer's life and death ashitaka has you know he's calm and wrath so he's able to you know control both that's also kind of why i think it worked in his favor so I think it was cool that way. And, you know, looking back on it, there's a lot of things you can look into the movie. And that's also why it's probably my favorite out of them. So I think I rate it like a nine. Don't think it's like the greatest movie ever, but I really enjoyed my time watching it. Uh, what do you guys rate it? I would, I would give it an eight. And probably if I rewatch it, maybe I'll understand it just a bit more. And I'll probably appreciate more stuff as a writer. A comfortable eight. Mm. Yeah, with the rewatch, I can say that I would most definitely rate this as a 9. I don't know. It's not quite a 10 because, as, as you said, like it was a good movie, had good plots, subplots, but it's just not like the greatest movie I've ever seen. It's not like – it has a lot of holes in it, especially the first time around watching it. So, that, I mean, it's one of those that you can watch it multiple times, but I even feel like if you were to watch it multiple times and understand the whole point of it – you still wouldn't be able to rate it quite a 10. So solid nine. And I think that's where it would sit. Yeah. Well, we already know what Gintama the finals must be an 11 out of 10. I, I don't know why you're injecting that here, but uh, <laughs> I can tell you something that's not an 11 out of 10. My neighbor Totoro. Uh, I'm not going to be as generous oh. on these next two. Um, this is another Hayao Miyazaki film. And I don't want to like shit talk the guy or anything. I've only seen two of his movies so far, but like, again, <laughs> Not really sure why he's like praised to this level. Maybe I have to watch the movies more, see his other ones. But with my neighbor Totoro, it was it was a cute kids movie. Like I don't think it was bad, but I I don't understand how it's this popular. You know, like there's merch everywhere. Totoro was in the movie again, like with Princess Mononoke. This is an hour long movie, basically like hour twenty. He's in the movie <laughs> like four times, really, and. He doesn't even help her at the with like the goal at the end. He is a cat, the fucking cat bus does everything. Um, he has a cute scene at the bus stop and it's all true. that. Like he was like a cute character, and I liked the you know the cuteness of there. But like, I don't know. I can't see myself like watching this movie again. Um, it was mostly it was, it was a the kids movie, obviously, so it's very childish and childish in nature. And I get that. I'm not gonna knock it on that for that, but um, yeah, like didn't really care for much what was going on like the themes i guess were cool you know like there they were sibling arguings and stuff like that then they come to learn to love each other more um growing up i guess technically was a theme in there because you know they had to stop acting so fucking childish to a degree but, um maybe i'm just misinterpreting that but uh, yeah, like I said, the, the movie was cute. The animation is fine. I think the animation looks fine in all these, and especially considering this is a 32-year-old movie. 33 now, actually. Um, looks really good for fucking 
1988. Still, so. still holds a candle to to this day and age, especially coming yeah. out Seven Deadly Sins, dude. <laughs> Not many things <laughs> could be worse than that. Yeah, like they're a very talented animation studio. Like, like I said, I I was forgetting this whole time I was watching. I was like, this is the 80s. Holy shit! So yeah, animation standpoint, it looked great. So yeah, I think uh, I think what, what you're saying, like, how is it so popular? I think it's. Uh, Kind of like a character. The character Kotro is more popular than the movie. Kind of like Zero Two is way more popular than Darling in the Franks. Well, I'm not entirely sure if that kind of Totoro was the. I, I think it's the Doraemon, but like cat buses and stuff are really popular in Japan. I'm not sure if it's coming from Totoro, but you know the fact that it's in the movie and that's extremely popular in Japan and they love their cats. I'm assuming that's part of the reason. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, it just, it's like one of those things. It's just like it's a really Disney kid esque movie. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of faults with it, but just, like, you can't really, like, praise it with having, like, deep themes or any of that, any of that kind of stuff. I think uh, one of the bad parts about it was the excessive yelling at the people. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, oh, my it God. That really... pissed me off so much rewatching it. All that yelling. The first time I watched it, the yelling almost made me turn it off. But the second time watching it, I almost left the room. Yeah, it's like I know they're kids, yeah, but do kids yell yeah. that fucking much? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't think so. But I think it was a, it's a it's a movie like you, you would watch with like your little cousins or if you have kids, you know that kind of stuff, and they'll enjoy it a lot probably. And but I mean, as compared to the the other movie that I saw, it's just I don't think it kind of holds the same weight. So, I mean, I don't think uh, I, I would say. Oh, yeah, go ahead, sir. Yeah. I'm, the, the second time watching it through, I was really hoping that I might find something new with it and something like that I missed the first time. Like maybe it had a proper theme to it and I like just totally missed it the first time. Maybe it can get a lot better. I can say now that like, no. And maybe, maybe my thought is that it's it's a culture thing. Like maybe the Totoro, because I know that's uh, like a word for a forest dwarf or something like that. I forget what it was, but it says it in the movie. Maybe yeah, that's a culture a, thing. Sage, like a forest sage. Yeah, like we Americans, we grow up learning about Bigfoot. So maybe it's like the equivalent of that, and Bigfoot turns out to be a really nice dude who goes on a cat bus every other day. Now that's a movie that I could watch a lot better than Totoro when I don't understand a lot of it. So that's like my thought because second time watching it through, I still just didn't, I don't know. Like you said, I don't understand why it's so popular. I mean, maybe it's a good character. Maybe it's good character design, but all in all, not a great movie and not one that I would watch the first half of again, just because of the yelling. Holy shit. That was a lot of yelling. Maybe because we had the TV too loud. Maybe that was it. It wasn't even that loud, though. I mean, we even turned it down, too. Like, it was at 60%. Yeah. No, I mean, the first time I watched it, the, the TV I watched it on wasn't turned up that loud either. But it was just that annoying still. Yeah. So, yeah, these might be some, like, abrasive ratings for me coming on. Because I don't know if you're going to expect this next one, tell, But at least for my neighbor, Totsudo, right now I'm leaning 7, 7.5. Um, again, it wasn't bad. It wasn't offensively bad. Like I wasn't like, oh man, I wasted my fucking time. It was just like, it was a movie, you know. I got to see a Ghibli movie. It was a good kid. I was like, I was like, this is something I've been thinking about watching for a while, and, and uh, maybe it didn't really meet my expectations because I was expecting like something, you know, 
crazy different, I guess. Uh, and I was also expecting a longer movie. I didn't know it was an hour long. Um, but, yeah, uh, like I said, 7, 7.5. I'll, I'll give it 7.5 right now. Just give me some cushion for, for later. But, yeah. Again, like I said, I think it's just like a, a decent movie. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I would, I would give it just a solid 7. I think the, the rewatchability, maybe for kids, that's where I would put it up. That's the, the only reason why I would give it like a 7. In reality, it would be like a 6. Yeah, I might go with seven actually. Yeah, seven. Seven's fine. But you too. I was actually surprised that you even gave it a seven, like for the first time watching it. First time watching it, I probably wouldn't even have given it a seven. And second time watching it, I'm not even sure if I still want to. But I mean you can be honest, I, mean, I said people are gonna get it on me for this next one. So you can you can go ahead and you drop yours on this one. See, I haven't watched it, so it's kind of hard because I'm gonna be getting spoiled all the time. <laughs> uh, well, just we'll just wait. Uh, but go ahead, tell. Uh, I, honestly, I, second time watching it, it almost annoyed me more than anything else. Not impressed. Not very happy with it. First time watching it, I say, gives you the best experience of Totoro from an outsider's point of view. I still think that there's something that we miss. And that like is most likely a culture thing, because there's no way it's that popular, in my opinion. Yeah, no, but yeah, I'll, I get I'll, that. I'll try to do some digging, see how, see what the culture impact. Yeah, it. yeah. It, I mean, it, if y'all are listening out there and you know what the culture of it is, and and there's like a deep backstory to it, or there's like lots of myth- mythological stories similar to like Bigfoot or Loch Ness monster or some shit like that. I don't know. If there's a real backstory to it, please let us know because obviously we came into this completely blind if there was. And that might change our point of views. But as as of right now without knowing anything and going into it a second time I, I got a, a 6. I mean, that's that's about the best I can do is a 6 because I was annoyed for most of the movie. And then when it did pick up and there was a little bit of action, there was like the cat bus and stuff. It was like, man, that's not as cool as I remember it being like, it's just kind of decent. So I don't know. Pretty disappointed with it. The second time, first time I was watching it, I was disappointed, but still impressed because it was my first time watching it. So I don't know. So. Also, P.S. We all have an I- combined IQ of maybe ninety. So, yeah. no, I get what he means with there. the uh, the cultural difference thing. Like I said, I doubt somebody yeah, watching. No, no, I yeah. doubt a Japanese person watching uh, an American-based folklore story is gonna have the same mindset or like opinion on it as like us or like the same attachment. Just like we're not gonna have the same attachment on like Japanese, you know, folklores and stuff like that. And just like we're not gonna get every joke in Gintama because a lot of it is Japanese jokes. So there's cultural differences that can actually play into media and stuff like that. I just think the movie could have been more entertaining, I guess. But, yeah, it wasn't bad. But moving on to Grave of the Fireflies, um, you can listen to this, Jake, actually, because the ending of the movie is at the beginning. Because, you know, you know what's going to happen the whole movie. It's one of those things. Yeah, definitely not, dude. Uh, call me back when I'm done. No, gen- genuinely, I need you to listen to this because, uh, you know, tell he, he wants to go take a piss. But... Movie begins with the main character stating that he died, and uh, his little sister also died with him. And uh, the whole movie is basically just him reflecting on what happened. It's World War II, 
1945 bombings and stuff like that that happened and uh, stuff like that going around Japan. And I thought the movie was going to be like, you know, them dying and getting nuked by like in Hiroshima or something like that. That's what I thought prior to the movie. But actually turns out it's more about what life was like during those times, like, you know, struggling in the slums and stuff like that. And this is where my grabs of the movie come in. I'm not entirely sure what the fucking message of the movie is or like what themes it is, because I understand shit was hard in there and they show you a lot of things you don't want to see, like. Again, this is right at the beginning, Jake. It's not really spoiling shit. The mom's messed up and covered in bandages. There's a hospital and stuff like that with people like blown apart and stuff like that. It shows you that life is fucked up there. But um, is but at the same time, it's like the main character is extremely self-destructive, and the worst part is he brings his sister into this too. So it's just like it's you it makes it hard for you to sympathize with the main character. It's like there is a point where rationality should come into play because i i get that he was super irrational and all of his choices were irrational and stuff like that but oh the movie's ending and stuff like that could have been avoided and again i'm not entirely sure what the message of the movie is trying to say when it's like everybody was throwing the guy a bone and telling him hey get your fucking head straight get your head out of your ass and you know start listening to people and he didn't and then he you know pays the price for it and i don't know if it's trying to say is like look at what's what the hardships were like what happened to people or it's just saying like don't be irrational which i don't think it is i think it's trying to make you sympathize with him but again with everything he did in the movie and i did tell tell mind you i i did miss the point at first with uh the mom or sorry the aunt being an asshole to the main character i was just thinking she was being an asshole out of nowhere but after seeing how he acted during the movie she had every you know right to do what she did because the guy wasn't listening and he didn't he didn't have respect so again, uh, the movie, I think it was just, it got lost in what it was trying to say. And um, yeah, I wasn't that impressed, honestly. I was really looking forward to it too, and I was not that impressed by the movie. What about you, Till? Uh, yeah, so the se- second time watching this one, again, like all of them, I, I it made me notice a little bit more, honestly, like with how much of basically a dick that the ant was to him, but also how much of a freaking idiot he was for the whole movie as well. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I still have like a little bit of mixed feelings about it. I understand what, like what was going on. It was a tough situation. Everybody like gets a little irrational in tough situations, especially when you're getting, fucking bombed and yeah, your mom say, dies and all that shit goes on yeah well Go i was gonna say i understand the extremities of that situation obviously we weren't alive during world war ii the the shit was going on stuff was hard for japan i get that i'm just saying like you could hopefully agree there was a point in the movie where he could have just been like you know what i'm done i'll i'll, I'll just fucking apologize and things can go back to normal but he doesn't Oh, and yeah, it's just definitely. Like, when he's talking to the farmer, and the farmer literally tells him, like, dude, they have rations now. You can get all your own food. I don't know why you're asking me for food. Just go back and apologize, and you'll get all the food you want. And he didn't. Like, that was the point in the movie to me that it was just like, wow, this guy's a fucking idiot. Like, mm-hmm. you should have went back way long ago, and now you're being told to your face that you're an idiot, and you need to, and you still won't. And it caused the catastrophe that happened. And I don't know, like, I, 
I understand what you're saying about the movie. Like it, it had a message and maybe it was like irrationality. Maybe it was just sympathizing. I think on it, I think it was just sad. It was just a sad movie just to be a sad movie. It was just sad for sad sake. I mean, wasn't anything else. It, that's all it was. It was just stupid decisions and the movie was very rational itself. Like that's exactly how it would have happened if you had someone that stupid doing what they were doing. That's almost exactly how it would have happened, if not even worse. So the movie made a lot of sense. It was just the characters that didn't. So it makes me feel like it was just sad just to be sad. It was just trying to be a tearjerker out of nowhere. So, And there is lots of movies like that nowadays. I don't know if there was very many like that then. But even movies now that try to be sad just to be sad have a little bit better plot than that. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't I, know. Second time and first time watching it through, overall, kind of disappointed with it just because it wasn't linear. But go ahead. Yeah, I think they there is a message they're trying to express with it. Like I said, I mean, it's Japan, of course. They're going to try to... Like, I, I get it. I sympathize with the events that were going on there. I sympathize with the people and stuff like that. It's just hard to sympathize with him. And, of course, I sympathize with the sister. And that's because he drug, dragged her into it. It's like he basically caused her death. And it's like, basically, at the end of the movie, it's just basically like, look at look at this sad event. Look at what happened to them. Look at that they're still overlooming Tokyo. And I'm like, well, you know, this was completely unavoidable. He's an idiot for dragging her into it. I really do not feel bad for him. I'm sorry. I feel super bad for the sister. But it's just like... With him, I get that it was stressful times and stuff like that. He lost everything. But again, there was there comes a point where it's just basically like, dude, pull your head out of your ass. Please, please just start listening to people. Because it's like, I think most people in real life would do that. This is like one of those movie things where it's just like, nope, uh, for the sake of being sad and for the sake of plot purposes, we're just not going to have them listen. Despite the fact that this was like a two-year event. Obviously, they hate their lives. But, you know, he's just going to keep doing what he's doing. And I, 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 my takeaway with that is because he was basically upset that the war ended at the end. I think it was just because he was filled with nationalist pride, really, uh, I, I guess. And I think he wanted to live on his own, maybe. So I don't know if that, that was, their, again, their message. And I, I still really am trying to figure out their message that they were saying to the movie because there, there very obviously was one. You can't really do a World War II movie like this expressing this kind of detail with the atrocities and stuff like that and not be trying to say a message so that's just me again i don't think it was horrible um don't think it was very good again i wasn't very impressed with it it was really let down because i had really high expectations for it so i don't know if you're listening jake um again like i said you can still enjoy the movie with everything we said because they show you what happens at the end at the beginning and they always yeah, it literally explains it all yeah like they and they flash back and forth between like so i mean you can completely know everything about the movie before going in and still like you know have an open mind and again maybe your guys take ways are different on the main character but like i said i was discussing this with somebody and they did like make me realize more i was just like yeah he kind of did cause a lot of this stuff to happen and yeah i just don't know like i said it was just i i, I don't know if you it's know. a tall i don't know if it's like a cautionary tale which you know if it is sure fine uh but I don't think it was trying to be a cautionary tale. You know, thinking back on it, honestly, just right now, like, as you said, it, it tells you what happens in the beginning. And then it has the, like, I don't know, like the blood red scenes where they're, like, coated in in red, basically. 
most people know what I'm talking about. But in those scenes, they're looking back on the choices that they made and everything. So it makes me feel like because of that, maybe it is more of like a, a rationality thing. Like, don't be stupid during hard times. You know, sometimes you got to tough out the hard stuff. That way you can live throughout it instead of trying to, I don't know, like make your life better for a split second and then ruining everything else. I don't know. Because there was, there was times in the, in the movie, like when they first left the ant's place, it showed up with them and the coded red guy was looking back on that memory and he was like really upset by it. You can see it. I forget if he was like wiping tears or if he turned around or something, but he did something that like showed that he was upset with that choice. Yeah, like, and that was the only time in the so, movie you're talking about when he was a ghost, right? Because I'm sorry, I was reading the yes. themes of the movies. Yeah, I, I thought they were gonna do more of that. It was like if it was going down the path, and it was like him showing, like, "Hey, you fucked up here. Hey, you fucked up here. Hey, you fucked up here. Okay, now you can pass on to the afterlife after you realize what you did." I thought it was gonna be like that. But, but it wasn't. That was the only scene in the movie that did that. And it was just yeah, like... It showed a lot of those scenes as him as a ghost, like looking back on the times. But it didn't give you a tell of, oh, was that a good thing or a bad decision or how it went. It was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm just kind of chilling, watching myself. It's all right. Mm. And then it doesn't tell you anything about whether it was a good or bad decision. It was just kind of like some creepy ghost dude watching himself. Yeah, and actually, <laughs> it was kind of the vibe I got it from the second time. I'm reading the theme right now. And yeah, uh, again, I don't know what the f- what their point was. So according to Wikipedia, and this is like an interview from him, uh, he had intended to convey an image of the brother and sister living a failed life due to isolation from society and invoke sympathy, particularly in people in their teens and 20s. And again, I don't. I feel bad. Yes, of course, what happened was terrible. But it's like, again, you. I can empathize with him. I don't know if I can sympathize. It's basically, it's like, I get what's going on, man. Right. But you got to, you got to, you got to understand at some and, point. And maybe this is like, I don't know, maybe the, maybe this was a common theme back then. Again, like maybe it was more of something that we don't understand as of today. And I'm not saying because we're American, like I was like in Totoro. I'm just saying like overall today, we don't know the atrocities. We don't know all the shit that went on, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that can relate with what happened. I'm sure there was a lot of people in Japan and elsewhere that had to leave their homes for certain reasons. And it didn't end up being a good thing. And maybe they did leave. Maybe they didn't. And Maybe that was kind of the theme of it. it was just like kind of relating with people and trying to get that sympathization and empathization with people that can relate in that sort of way. But as of today, most people today haven't had many hard times, if at all. I mean, COVID is the hardest thing that's happened and we have Wi-Fi and shit. Yeah. So how hard is that <laughs> compared to back then? So maybe that's kind of a thing that it, it, it's, it's just been lost in time. Is my yeah, only thought, uh, but yeah, I mean, coming from it from today, there's no way. Like, I, I can't, imp- I don't even know if I can empathize with them because it was just like, dude, you're a freaking idiot the whole movie. Mm. Yeah, so. apparently it was based off of a short story from 1967, which was an autobiography by, um, you know, one of the actual people in that event. Um, 
his sister died in it, I think. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. So his sister actually died. I think he was more saying he was Sata in the story, but you know, his sister actually died. His father also died in the bombings, and I think his mother did too. So it was more about him. And again, I'm not trying to say like, you know, I'm not trying to talk about like the war itself, like in real life or like anything like this. This is purely from a narrative standpoint and stuff like that. Um, again, like I said, I don't think much of the writing was strong. And I, I, again, obviously the guy regrets what he did in the short story and stuff like that and his choices. I wish that became more apparent in the movie because they didn't express that. Like I said, if it w I would have enjoyed the movie tenfold more if like you had mentioned with the scene where he's looking back and regretting his decision. If they did that more, it was just more like, hey, look, you obviously messed up here, dude. You got to look at it. You got to accept what you did. And then we can move on to this next scene. But it was more like justifying what he was doing to a degree and then it's like at the end of the movie there was like look at how sad it is look at look at him he died because of the war and uh now he has to suffer throughout all of life i was like you know he, he also could have just swallowed his pride and he could have lived so it's, it's there's just two those... solutions to this in my opinion that could have made the movie better is one of them is what you just said yes like have him look back and be like yeah this was bad decision it kind of screwed up my whole life it caused death and it caused a lot of things to go wrong but another thing that they could have done is stay with the ant a little bit longer make it come to a t and have the ant kick them out because if the ant kicks them out and they don't have an option to go back that changes the movie completely. And then it would be an amazing movie. Oh, I agree, yeah. Because, yeah, that was what bothered me the whole time. I was like, he has options. He's not taking those options out of pride. I was like, if you remove the options, then yes, I'll sympathize. But when he has plenty of disposable options right there, he has family in Tokyo, which he didn't want to go to. He has his aunt, which he didn't want to go back to. He he has rations he could go and get. He can get a job. He has all of these options at his disposal, and he didn't take any of them. And I was just like, why? I was like, you ask the question the whole movie. It's like, why didn't you do that? It's like people are asking you why, and you're like, I don't know. In the whole movie, and I'm like, you got to have justified reasons other than like, oh, my dad will come back. He'll write back, and that, that was basically his whole thing. It was just like, I'm just gonna wait for my dad to respond, and then you know, obviously he didn't. So it was just more like, yeah, yeah I, I agree there. It's just basically if you either remove his options or make him look back on it and see that he's an idiot. Because, again, I can't sympathize with him unless he can sympathize with himself. But. Right. Yeah. So for me, honestly, the movie, uh, I didn't hate it. I don't think it was offensively bad or anything. It was, it kept my attention the whole time. But um, looking, <laughs> being generous is six, honestly, for me. What about you? Lower than Totoro? Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I actually enjoyed my time with Totoro more. Uh, if you asked me when we f finished watching it, I would have said Totoro's the weakest. But looking back on it, like I said, Totoro didn't bother me. It was more like just I was let down. But Grave of the Fireflies bothers me. Yeah, I, I, I see that. But at, at this point, watching all of them twice... Totoro bothers me more <laughs> more than Grave of the Fireflies because it's just I don't know, it's straight up sadness and I can I can get a movie that has some sadness in it like I I can I can be down with that but Totoro it's like you have one scene that gives you like a little bit of the like unknown like the anxiety of oh shit where is she but that was it. The rest of it was just kind of like, I'm going to just sit here and listen to these little girls scream the whole time. 
So I'm I'm flopped from you. I'm gonna go seven with Grave of the Fireflies. A little bit better than Totoro. Yeah, that's fair. Um, like I said, I mean, a pro I can. Well, if I can even think of a pro, um, I yeah, I mean a pro I guess I can give it is you know just it did show how you know crazy that time can be. And again, I did look at his themes and or his reports and stuff like that. He wasn't trying to be like anti-war or anything. That's also kind of why they didn't really bring up the war at all and stuff like that. He just wanted to show how hard times can be for people like, you know, in one time and, you know, just people in poverty in general. And I get that, like I said, but it's just, I don't know what the movie it was. There was just a lot of things that could have been done differently, I think. So, and I what maybe it was just my high expectations that made me dislike it more. But like I said, I was expecting to, to cry because everybody told me that they cried at the movie. I was expecting at least some sadness. I really did not feel sad because I felt more mad than anything and yeah yeah it was just again from a narrative standpoint like i'm sure the short story is great and i might give it a read because i do like audio biographies like that and again all of this of course was real a lot of this stuff was real this is a fictionalized version of the event but of course people actually did go through this kind of shit i'm just assuming that more people were rational in real life because this was like an almost fictional level of obviously an obvious fictional level of irrationality and i think it only makes sense in here so yeah. yeah a six maybe if i'm being nice 6.5 uh maybe on a rewatch hopefully i can raise it but for now i'm not that impressed like i said with i've only seen three ghibli moves out of the what the 18 20 plus that there's out and I'm not yeah. crazy impressed right now there princess mononoke was good my neighbor totodo was okay and grave of the fireflies was meh and it's like I'm hoping there can be more consistent from here on, but those were three really highly praised movies from them. And when only one of them had really delivered, I'm like a little worried for the rest of them. So I'm still going to watch them all, but it's just, yeah, basically it's like we watched three of some of the most highest praise out of them. And again, like I said, I wasn't crazy in praise. Two of them being Miyazaki. And aside from, you know, the movies looking good, I'm not entirely sure what, the hype is yet and again i'm hoping i can understand that later but he's considered one of the greatest directors and stuff like that for a reason maybe maybe there's a reason i can find uh, i'm not sure how you guys feel yeah. about the ghibli movies tell you've seen way more than us i don't know like how impressed by ghibli you are yeah i mean the problem is is that if if you compare ghibli to American movies that we have that are live action or even animated like Disney. I mean, I'm sorry, Disney is <laughs> worlds above Ghibli in terms of their animation quality and sometimes storytelling. So it's really hard for us to compare, I think, looking back on it, like looking back to Ghibli after we've experienced all these great movies that are I mean, readily available on Netflix and every other things in America, or even just Disney Plus and Disney Plus movies and stuff like that. But I have seen, I think, seven Studio Ghibli movies now. Like, I still have a long ways to go in terms of watching Studio Ghibli movies. But so far, and I wish we could have watched it, I think my favorite one is probably Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, but... Some people just call it or abbreviate to Nausicaa. I think that one had like a pretty decent story. I I enjoyed it. The first time watching it, I didn't see anything wrong with it. 
I didn't find any flaws like I was able to with Totoro or Grave of the Fireflies. So I, I think y'all would have enjoyed that one, and that would have been a really good one to show y'all. But I don't know. Our, our time's up. I can't show it to you. If you have a chance to go out and watch it yourself, wherever that is, highly suggest. But overall, it's... I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I wasn't that impressed with the movies overall. I was expecting for it to be a lot greater, but with all the rewatches and everything, you know, watching American movies, Disney movies, and other things like that, I totally understand how or why it rates so low. Because it's just not super appealing to us when we have these fantastic movies put out by top dollar Disney that owns half the world. So it's, it's definitely a cultural thing. And I also did want to point out, I'm not sure if you guys know this with Miyazaki, but he does hate traditionality and anime and stuff like that. And he also basically hates anime. It's kind of funny. Um, he's, I don't want to like insult the guy or anything, but he does have a very high horse on him. So, and it comes up across in his works and stuff like that. He tries to be different from stuff like that. And, Maybe with us who like those kind of things in anime, maybe it doesn't click with us. I know a lot of people that like those tropes in anime do not like Miyazaki stuff and vice versa. Because, um, yeah, again, like you, like I said, he tries to be different from those, basically. Like Princess Mononoke and Totoro, he wasn't trying to be like anything else. He was trying to, I guess, subvert shit. And not even like being subversive necessarily, but it's more like, yeah, he's he has this weird style with him and... I'm just not sure if I'm on board with that style. In terms of, in general, Studio Ghibli, the animation for the time that it was was fan-fucking-tastic. I enjoyed the animation of everything, and the storylines were almost great. Like I said, I, I but, agree. Um, they're, they're, I'm not knocking their, the, the studio aspect at all. Like, the animators and stuff like that, they did great. I'm not going to knock them at all. Right. I'm just saying, like, an overall point of view, animation, top dollar, storytelling, not so much. They had some good, like, OSTs. They had some good soundtracks that they had in there in certain movies. But, I mean, most of it is your traditional orchestra-type stuff. So I don't know how much you can praise that, because I am not an expert on that sort of stuff. But I enjoyed the music of all Studio Ghibli movies as well. I actually do want to say, but in terms, sorry, just one sorry. sec. Uh, in, in terms of movies as a whole, from Studio Ghibli, not impressed. It was basically I was finishing with. So, oh my bad. Go on. <laughs> sorry, I just want to. I just really want to talk about Miyazaki. Uh, I was going to say actually, he is the director, so I do want to give him directing props. I like the the holds in all the movies. I like the camera choices and stuff like that. With like what he decides to show, what he doesn't. There was a lot of like beautiful shots and everything like that. With Princess Mononoke, I loved all like, all the nature shots. There was long stills of their faces and stuff like that. Um, there w- there was just a lot of unique directing choices with that, and that I do like. But I'm pretty sure he wrote these movies, and again, uh, at least from like writing, at least with like Totoro and stuff like that, he didn't write Grave of the Fireflies. That was somebody else. I'm not sure how prominent he is, but which just like Ghibli in general, like I said, their directing is top notch. Everything else with it is not great. It's just the writing is what's getting with me, I guess. The writing, the characters, and mostly that. Yeah, like I guess from 
from storytelling, narrative aspects is where they're the weakest for me. In terms of animation, like we were saying, I get why they're like this loved. They, they have really beautiful animation. As I said, it's almost like this Disney feel to it. Like they're basically the Disney of Japan. And of course, like you were saying, you're going to like Disney more because, you know, we're, we grew up with it. I know a lot of people here grew up with Ghibli and that's why they like Ghibli. We didn't. This is obviously my first, mine and Jake's and yours all seeing Ghibli for the first time when we're <laughs> fucking grown adults. Yeah. So maybe it doesn't hit as hard with us, but yeah, like I, I try, I try not to make it sound like I'm hating on like, you know, their films or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I'm just, again, it's just a little let down. But well, yeah. Jake, you have an input. If you're yeah, here, I know Jake, Jake disconnected when we were talking about Grave of the Fireflies. He probably wants to go fucking jack off. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of just, uh, went in my, because you know I didn't watch it, so wow. I mean, just first like general thoughts. I mean, they're old movies that we unfortunately didn't grow up with, so it's not like as you guys said, like we grew up with Disney. So it's like that's kind of our standard compared to that, and again, like the cultural differences between us and Japan really probably will hit harder in this case. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I've only watched two movies, so I can't really have, like, a very... I would be a very... Well, you saw two Miyazaki, though. Early and, opinion. I mean, you can have a somewhat of opinion. Like, are you impressed so far? Are you not? Because, like I said, I've only seen one more than you. I mean, we've I shit mean, on like, it enough. You don't have to be afraid. Movies. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't really, like... They're not bad movies. I mean, Totoro, maybe. No, it's not bad. But, I mean, Mononoke... I mean, there's still some gripes, but it's not like overarching. I mean, like my only gripe, like that and the or my previous point, and it just went on just a bit too long. And that's really it. Yeah. So I think they're good. I don't think they're the great, you know, the greatest thing ever. Not great. They're good. They're passable. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like I said, I'm, I'm still looking forward to the other ones. Maybe I'll just lower my expectations a bit so I'm not, like, as harsh. But, again, like, I was expecting, like, just things I haven't seen before or maybe, like, cathartic experiences. And I was just more like, yeah, you know, just chill viewing experiences. And I doubt it's even because I watched it with, like, my friends where we're sometimes prone to crack jokes. Like, I know <laughs> I watched Your Name with Jake and maybe that did diminish my experience with it a bit because we were too busy focusing on cracking jokes more than paying attention to the movie. But I think... In, I did watch it in, in, I know, Jake, that was your second time. That was my only time ever seeing your name. But, and there are instances sometimes where it's just like, you know, I with people, like, they can just go watch a movie with their friends. And sometimes they won't focus on it directly and just, you know, focus more on, like, having fun with the friends rather than focusing on the movie. In this case, we were all focusing on the movie, I think. And, yeah, like I said, I think there was, like, any things that could have, like, unfairly detracted my critiques from it. Like I said, I was just more like not that impressed honestly from everything i've been hearing but yeah like i said i mean we've gone on a fucking while about ghibli i was actually was not expecting it to be this long considering we've only seen three of the movies <laughs> me and jake at least but, yeah i'll be able to come back and talk about a lot more i know nausicaa and howl's moving castle i've watched both of those and those are uh Oh, how's talk worthy? Yeah, sure. How is Howl's? Because that actually is the other one I'm really looking forward to. That and Kiki's Delivery Service. 
Uh, haven't watched Kiki's, but Howl's was pretty good. I really enjoyed that one. I I didn't watch that one on what I had, and it was somebody. It, it was one of my friends that were like getting it off some like torrent website, and it ended up being like really screwed up. So I I want to rewatch it on my set of Studio Ghibli movies because it'll it'll be a little bit better at least from what I watched it on. But still, with it being like a little screwy, it was it was enjoyable. I really liked Howl's Moving Castle. I, it, it had like a good plot to it. It had good like over overarching arc, I guess, and. I don't know. It, it was good. I enjoyed it. I was gonna say. I actually completely forgot to mention this. I did want to mention this. Uh, we did watch it from Tales DVD collection. It's an illegal <laughs> DVD collection of eighteen uh, Ghibli whoa, movies. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Not illegal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hold on. Now. The, it's the, the, from the No-No Zone. He found it. He found. Yeah, he it. found it on the street. I found <laughs> this movie collection. But they were all set to um, sixty-nine. Even though you know the movies back then were all four-three, and. Uh, some of the subs, at least on Groovy the Fireflies, I doubt I'll like the movie more, but there were parts of the movie where the subs are missing. It was really bad on Groovy the Fireflies. I think it only happened once in Totodo and once in like Princess Mononoke, but there were parts where, yeah, like the subs are missing and stuff like that, or just different colors. But um, yeah, I doubt the quality of that changed it, but it is just something funny to point out. Yeah, we did watch it through uh, some uh, no no means. No, like the tail found it on we, the ground. We might have been, what did you call it, Sur- surfing the seas? I forget what our term was for that. Sailing the seas. Was it sailing the seas? Yeah. We, we might have been sailing the seas a little bit, but, you know, that's okay. I, I paid for what I have, so I determine it as not so much sailing the seas since there was money involved. Oh, yeah. uh, yes, you, uh, you uh, found it on the floor and left money on the ground, I see. Yeah, he's a man. Of, <laughs> hey, look, he's a nice man, dude. A homeless yes, man could have picked that right. up. But, yeah, well, we've been going I will on. say, when I was talking about Hal's moving castle being, like, screwed up, that was, like, having five minutes cut out at a time and <laughs> five minutes going without a sub at all. So, like, it was even worse than what we were just explaining with my collection. So, yeah. Well, I was gonna say I do need to rewatch it. We've been going on for a fucking while, so we can finally just jump into our final segment. If you guys are still here, um, what have you guys been watching and reading recently? Uh, I can start. Um, you do camp, really? Just uh, watch rewatching you do camp again. Not much has to be said. Season two is coming out. Um, Jake was mentioning Record Ragnarok last week. Um, I, I'll admit I wasn't you know looking too forward to it because I'm not holding to the god concepts coming in like where it's like oh look at these f- historical figures fighting each other but it's actually pretty interesting done in record of ragnarok i'll admit it's it's mostly just straight to the point i like that about it um adam's a badass i'm looking forward to that uh, fight in the anime i'm gonna be honest jake I'll, I'll, i'm looking forward to that um i like the way the yeah, other telling the stories it's like they'll do they'll do their fight there's one chapter dedicated to one of the fighters which is the gods and then one chapter dedicated to one of the humans and then, then they do their fights, and then the fight's over. They have a connecting chapter where it's just like, well, shit, who's the next fighter? And then they get into the next fighter. So it's like, I'm on chapter 16, and we're already, what, four fights deep? You're on the third fight. Third. You're, oh, you're already past. No. They're th- on the third fight, Yeah, right? it should be the third fight. Well, no, no, no. Who, who's fighting right now? Yeah, sorry, this is the third fight. It's um, Kojiro Sasuke. 
versus Poseidon, baby. Kodrua versus Poseidon, yeah. You're on the third fight. Yeah, it's third fight. Well, still, that's, you know, three big ass fights, 16 chapters in. And these are long fights. They're like all about five <laughs> chapters each, obviously. So, five, yeah, five, five chapters. And, but they're like 40 page chapters. So, I mean, <laughs> fucking long. But they are, they're, they're juicy. Oh, they're really good. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I've been reading that. Like I said, uh, I'll probably continue it. I did stop at the whole Kojido thing. I forgot why, but I was just like, I'm going to go do something else. I've, I've been read it in like three days. And uh, I think that's really about it. Uh, yeah, I, I will be watching all the seasonals that are coming out, obviously. So we're probably going to have this segment a lot more juicy once those all drop because it's going to be a lot of shit we're watching. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like taking a break right now. So uh, I'm going to be watching too much. So not really doing anything, just trying just keeping up with like black clover and that kind of stuff which and attack on titan they were they were off this this week too mm. oh yeah but we should we should talk about how uh, black clover has another opening this week oh yeah a little side tension i guess and, and jake heard it uh really good yeah it's just another i mean again black clover opening another banger. i don't think much has to be yeah, said another, black clover. Another, people know what to expect with their shit now and it's really good just which is sad because the anime, you know, is up and down. Yeah, like, I haven't seen the anime, but I just, again, like I said, this is a fair point for me to say. I think the openings are the strongest suit of it. But. As of right now, it's been it's been like that. And they did have a filler side episode that was like, it was just the captain's fighting. And it was just amazing. Top tier, that kind of stuff. So, it's all, all they're go, finally going into the next arc. Which I'm, I'm excited for, actually. What about you, Till? Yeah. Uh, not a lot of updates since last week. And I, I think it was last week that I was like, oh, I'm going to have so much more to talk about the next week. And if I did, I'm sorry. You're going to have to postpone that to next week. Because we have, we as in me. I'm drunk, so now I talk in the third person, apparently. Um, we have only watched Black Clover since last week, and that was done yesterday before I got interrupted and had to go do other things. But I only got like three episodes into Black Clover from where I was, and I started... Well, it was it was the captain's fight. It was the mage captains or whatever fighting against each other and then like three episodes past that so i'm still very far behind and i didn't catch up much at all but things have been so hectic there's been lots of uh, moving problems with getting back to school and family problems and you add in christmas and new year's and all that other sort of bullshit and having to go see these fuckers you know two or three days ago Oh, it, yeah. uh, it's been we, very hectic for me. How the fuck did we get to mention that? Yeah, we, uh, I mean, we said we watched Ghibli movies, but yeah, this was in person. We all hung out, stuff like that. We saw each other for the first time. Well, me and Jake lived by each other, but we saw Tell first time in a year. And it was, uh, it was good. It was fun. I've gotten yeah, fat, but it's all right. Yeah. I weighed myself today and I weigh uh, 208 now, which is five pounds more than usual. So a little, uh, little sad, <laughs> but. Oh, you, you don't know how much I weigh right now. Bro, you probably weigh like 90 pounds. Fucking 
twink there. It's great to look back and think that we were all track stars. Oh, like, I know, man. Two years ago, three years ago now, I almost. Dude, I was gonna go for but... a run today, and I got so fucking lazy. I was like, you know, I do not want to go for a run, and I was like, I, I keep thinking about that. I was just like, how the hell did I ever run, man? <laughs> I can't. I can't. Yeah, running's it. hard. It's kind of sad. I remember when I used to run. I used to be good. Yeah. I was back in freshman year. What? That was, uh, I think that was the episode, right, boys? I mean, good episode for us. Um, I think we got, I think, uh, at least the path around now, I, I think we're getting better at coming up with topics in advance. Like next week, hopefully you guys can hold us to us. We're, we're going to be doing a tier list episode. And again, I'm going to be trying to schedule guests and stuff like that more in advance. So things aren't like thrown together like the Sammy episode, but yeah, uh, next week we should have the ending tier list for you guys. You can look forward to that. We know you guys like those ones. They do really well. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to listen to that and this episode and all of our episodes prior, because go back, please listen. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all at Anime Safe Space. We're also on YouTube at Anime Safe Space. Please subscribe to us on there. We need to get our view counts up. We're also all on Twitter, and we also have our podcast Twitter at Anime Safe Space. Um, you go to us, go ahead and drop us a follow there. We give updates, you know, um, post about Jake's ass, stuff like that. And I uh, don't make me pull up a picture of your ass. Are you very serious? Yeah. Again, our growth has been really good. Uh, we should be basically at 2K next week. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to that, but we should be at 2K followers on Spotify by next week, which is just again insane. And it's just been increasing at that rate. And it's just one platform alone. And like I said, it's just. It's just crazy that we're going this, you know, hard, and it's just the start of the year. Looking forward to a lot more. Hell yeah! Hell yeah, boys! Hell uh, yeah, boys! Somehow y'all like us, and hopefully you keep liking us, dude. A lot of people are begging to be it on the pod. Anxious. Honestly, it's just like we're fucking superstars, dude. <laughs> I'm just I know, dude. Pretty pie game. Fucking a right. DM'd me. Oh, I mean, I'm not kidding about people asking to be on, dude. There's people being on. Hey, dude, if you made it to the end of this, uh, I'm sorry, bud. Uh, but yeah, I saw that. <laughs> we're not superstars till we get PewDiePie on. So yeah, no, so he said till or like we, we, we are getting so. PewDiePie on, dude. Jesus, oh, huh. his schedule's a little booked, but you know, maybe can you can cross off a few of those things, uh, but and uh, make some room for us. God, thank God this is the end because these are <laughs> shitty ass jokes, boys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah right. we're doing bad. We need to go ahead boys. and end this. Yeah, I uh, love you guys. Uh, full homo.